Welcome to the Daily Sports Show Redo. I am your host, Tyler James. Here at the Redo, I've spent my time watching and listening to all the talking heads give their inflated takes on popular topics. Then I pick a few of those topics that I find good, bad, or just plain weird, and give them a redo by giving my take without the yelling, pandering, or trying to create a new hot take. Welcome back, and let's get into it. We are talking NBA for a change. You know, with the one game left of the NFL, you know, we got to fill the void somehow. We only talk so much Chiefs, 49ers. Plenty more of that to come next week. Uh, But currently, you know, we're looking at this. The NBA has a new rule this year. Players have to be, have to play at least 65 games to be eligible for uh, postseason awards. So the MVP, scoring titles, yada, yada, all that. You know, obviously, over the years, past couple years, we've seen more of the load management, a lot of injuries, people taking the time off the rest, you know, load management. And that's been kind of controversial because it does, you know, you think for as far as like a, a tactical franchise point of view, it's like that makes sense. You want your stars rested. You don't want them worn down and hurt for the playoffs. That makes sense. But at the end of the day, the NBA is about entertainment. It's uh, with the viewership being going consistently down as of late. Uh, Because no one wants to watch a Laker game where LeBron James and Anthony Davis aren't playing. No one's going to watch that game. And, you know, as well, fans that, you know, they pay, you know, hundreds of dollars to go see these games. You know, they buy the tickets weeks in advance, months in advance, whatever it may be, for whatever occasion. And then you get the news, oh, so-and-so's taking the night off. They're not injured. They're sort of resting. It's like, I got it. You know, and it's up to us if they want to do, fine. But they shouldn't be, like someone shouldn't be able to play half a season and still be eligible or still get MVP awards and this award and that award. Uh, while this, you know, is up in the media now because uh, Tyrese Halliburton, you know, guard from Indiana Pacers, young guy, really good. The Pacers got a real good young defense, a lot of or a young team, a lot of offense there. It's, it's fun to watch. Uh, he was quoted saying he's actually been injured quite a bit this year already, which is unfortunate. I believe he's about three games away or it's, he can only miss three more games before he kind of falls out of that category so he can't be able to make the all-NBA teams and this and that. And I guess he has a lot of bonuses tied in with that. So I think they said around $40 million total in bonuses he wouldn't be eligible to get, which, yeah, for him that sucks. Like That's unfortunate. But, you know, it's it happens when you get injured. You can't win rewards anyway, realistically. Or you, you shouldn't be because it's kind of – you know, it's, uh, if there's 82 games in the season, and you can kind of compare it to the NFL. Like if you look at last year, you know, Jalen Hurts was on pace to win the MVP award, but he got injured, sat out a couple games, you know, and then lost pretty much to – ended up losing to the MVP award to Patrick Mahomes. That happens. But it makes sense, you know, if you have a guy who plays every game – puts up good stats, you know, that's more valuable than the guy who doesn't. It's unfortunate, you know, 
on an individual basis, like, oh, it would have been great for him to win. It would have been good for his career. Got it. But at the end of the day, being available is more valuable than, you know, than the guy who misses a fourth of the season. But uh, his quote, you know, one of the parts of his quote was, uh, you know, as long as the owners are happy. And it's, it's not, this rule isn't for the owners. I mean, that's kind of like a, people really like the criticism for athletes when they talk about, you know, their, their requirement to play games kind of like you're losing, it seems like you're kind of like out of touch with like uh, what they do, like the entertainment purpose of the game and like the, it's for the fans, at least in my opinion, because you know, if no one was watching, you know, the money would be way down. They wouldn't be able to, you know, sign these rookie deals and these next contracts, which Halliburton will probably be eligible for soon enough. So he'll be fine financially. I'm sure he's not hurting. But it's not the owners. This rule isn't for the owners. It's for, you know, ultimately, you know, the the PR version of it. It's for the fans. But it's also for, you know, the TV networks and a little bit for the owners because if I – we want people watching and going to games from a business standpoint, obviously. And if they continue this, you know, where, or if they were continuing with the load management, stuff like this, people aren't going to those games where the superstar is sitting out. They're just not. And if they are, they're not paying the, they're not wanting to pay the superstar price without any superstars on the court. Same with watching the game, you know, if, like tonight, Kyrie and uh, Luca weren't playing for the Mavericks. Not watching that game. They played the Timberwolves. They got blown out. It's what you expect. So it's a, I think it's a good rule. And, you know, a couple people I talked about on the show today, uh, Con Cowher on the show, The Herd, a really good point. You know, he said, you have to play, you have to show up, basically, you have to show up to work 79% of your, you know, work schedule. That's, you know, when you kind of put like numbers on it, it's kind of like, oh, that is kind of silly that they, that people are complaining about having to show up for, you know, 65 out of 82 games to play, you know, they, they play a game while making millions of dollars. You know, they do a couple hours of work. You know, they play some 40 minutes a night and they get their big checks. But they're over here complaining about, you know, losing out on awards, yada, yada, this, 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 this. And one argument one of the uh, hosts made was about like if they're if they miss out on this eligibility for these awards and they don't get these awards for whatever you know, reason that can affect their legacy, which true it does, but so what? I mean, they're not losing it; they're not losing money. They're not going to be able to earn their bonuses, but you know they're not losing it because they don't have it. You know, to get those bonuses, you have to be eligible for them. That's part of the, the agreement. You know, they still got their shoe deals. You know, if, like if they're worried about not being able to be on an all-NBA team, they should be worried about winning a championship because that's how you really build your legacy. Not by, you know, collecting your big checks. If you want to have like an actual legacy within the sport, win a championship, be the MVP of the, you know, the finals. Like Joel Embiid, you know, he's he's one of those guys who's misses a lot of time. 
I believe he's currently he can only miss five more before he falls out of you know the eligibility range for it. It's a shame because Joel Embiid is obviously one of the best players in the world, if not the best. You know, but he's had zero, realistically zero playoff success, and that's gonna ultimately kind of hurt his legacy. You know, if he never wins one. You know, because we look at people, you know, the, the big man of all time. Now you look at Charles Barkley, all-time great, won an MVP, great, but never won the, the big one, mostly because of Michael Jordan. So, you know, it's hard to put Barkley in the same realm as other bigs. Granted, up Barkley was a power forward, but still, you know, big guy, didn't win the championship. <coughs> but... I mean, it's a it's a rule that I think uh, I can see how players might think it's unfair because it can hurt their pockets, or at least what the the potential for them to earn. But I like it. I mean, I I you know I have a personal story of where uh, my wife got me Laker tickets a couple of years ago for my birthday. You know, so we go there, and sure enough, you know, LeBron was on, ended up going on like a week hiatus of not playing and resting. I don't think he was even at the stadium for the game we went to over there at the in LA. Oh no! So it was it's a bummer, you know, because she was obviously got me tickets. She was excited because LeBron's my favorite player. So you know, and so she was more bummed out than I was really that you know he wasn't playing. But I, I like the rule, you know, if the guys want to rest or you know, unfortunately if they're hurt, they're hurt. You know, you gotta let these. These guys, these Iron Men who are playing all 82 games, playing at a high level, you know, if they're the ones who can, who are showing up and playing, they should get be able to win these awards and build their legacy. Not let a guy play half the season, but because he's averaging, you know, 35 points for those 40 games, whatever he's playing, he shouldn't be able to, you know, snatch away an award from a young guy who's putting in the time and keeping himself healthy. All right. Take a quick break and be right back. All right, let's get into it. And we're talking, we're going back to the NFL because the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones are, you know, in the news once again because, of course, they are most popular, most profitable franchise in the world. So we got to talk about them. Uh, Jerry Jones, you know, he's talking to the media when he was at the Senior Bowl practices and all that. And, you know, he brought up, he talked about McCarthy and Dak a little bit. You know, he used a nice little analogy of, for McCarthy, he's talking about how, you know, he was kind of like a little, he gave like the little sandwich method of, uh, you know, he's doing a good job. You know, we didn't, you know, came up short, you know, again, but we're, you know, we're right there. You know, he used the analogy of like, we're on the rim, you know, and we're not in the hoop, but the ball's on the rim, you know, it's a good place to be. You know, it's not a bad place to be, you know, because once you're on the rim, you know, you can get tipped in. I'm assuming that means, you know, win a Super Bowl or make a deep playoff run. Got it. Uh, some of the talking heads, you know, they're they're talking about how this is kind of just them. I'll get into that in a minute, actually, because he also talks about Dak, how he still has the utmost confidence in Dak. Dak's been, you know, his best season. He's been, you know, three playoff appearances in a row. He has a playoff win over Tom Brady. You know, it's, you know, he's got 36 wins in his last three seasons. That that's pretty good. You know, it's not bad at all by any means. You know, but a lot of people are kind of 
framing this in the sense that Jerry's just kind of saying, hey, we're going to run it back again, but we're going to have to make it, uh, but we're going to pay everyone more money. Because, you know, he made the comments about how, you know, we're going to go all in. You know, he's all in on Dak. He's going to go all in on a bunch of different players. So you got to think, you know, guys like CeeDee Lamb, guys like Micah Parsons, these guys got to get paid. And Dak's going to have that 50-something million cap hit next year. Unless they uh, restructure it, which would probably come with some kind of extension. And, of course, people are kind of speculating that they're not going to do an extension because they don't want to bring them back after next year. Or that's going to be his like, last little year to show them what they got. I don't know. But uh, either way, the kind of the main takeaway some people are throwing at it is they're just going to run it back with higher salaries. And it's going to be like, how does that look? And, you know, it's, it's a fair point to make because, you know, you didn't – you didn't make a coaching change, which, you know, some people are against it. But at the same time, a lot of people are kind of like, yeah, why would you get rid of a coach who's, you know, won the division twice in three years, been to the playoffs three years, has won 36 games in those three years. I mean, any, like if Jim Harbaugh down there in, in uh, L.A., if the next three years he goes to the playoffs three times, wins back-to-back-to-back, you know, double-digit wins, winning seasons, people are going to be like, oh, this is amazing. What a turnaround. Got it. So it's a – got to kind of put things in perspective. Because, I mean, I've talked about before how, yes, we're upset that the Cowboys look like they didn't show up to play against Green Bay or against, you know, the Bills, Miami, this team and that team, whatever. But at the end of the day, they're right there, you know, they're on the rim, you know, if they – get by Green Bay. You know, they can turn it out. They probably would have played the Lions. They've already beat the Lions, beat them again. And they're in the NFC Championship for the first time in however many decades, whatever. But uh, ultimately, I I like the team. The only thing I hope they do is address the running back issue or the run game issue. I don't know if it's strictly Pollard, but it looks to me, it looks like Pollard really can't an every down back he can't be the sledgehammer that gains the yard or two you need on the goal line to get in the end zone or pick the first down he can't get between the tackles you know the t- last year when he was with uh zeke Elliott, when he was just so you know explosive where you have zeke just hammering defense and he gets the little sweep pitch and he just uh takes it for 25 yards that's when he was at his best this every down back for him is not working could be some offensive line issues where they're just not that great of a run offense anymore. You know, that's really been that was really a a main focal point of a, a weakness for the Cowboys all year, where you know kind of got overlooked because they were you know blowing teams out with their defense, and Dak was able to put some good games together and just you know not play from behind. But obviously, you know, if you don't have a run game, you're putting all your pressure on a quarterback like that's Dak Prescott, who I believe is a good quarterback. But you got to do, you got to limit him. You can't just let him go out there and throw 60 passes and expect something, you know, to win every game, to win half your games. You know, they talk about the him and other guys, Lamar Jackson's one they now they bring up where you kind of have to find that sweet uh, sweet spot in pass attempts because you know if you get over. Like 32 pass attempts for Dak. That's when things kind of get a little wishy-washy. That's when the interceptions start piling up. You know, if you're having them throw 40 times a game, you know, it's not a good game plan. 
but uh, it's just it's just more you know Jerry Jones talking about it and uh, I don't know it's just I think there's a lot of negativity just because of the whole because it's the Dallas Cowboys everyone's either a fan or they're a hater it's one or the other and it's uh it's not a bad team by any means I'm interested to see what they do with paying everyone hopefully they just kind of get all the guys together and just look bring them in the room and go hey do you guys want to win a Super Bowl or do you want to make an extra 20 million a year that you really won't need because you're going to make X amount of more the next time around when you, you know, but you can 10 times your value if you win a Super Bowl or two in the next, you know, however many years. Because Dak's not even, Dak's on going into his 10th year, I believe. He's still young. You know, he's got at least five years more of his prime. And, you know, you can, if he wins, you know, two Super Bowls in the next five years, you know, all this negative talk about him being like, oh, he can't win the playoffs. He can't do this. He always not a top 10 quarterback. All that goes away. You know, the perfect example is Peyton Manning. Granted, you know, we had the benefit of seeing his entire career to know what he actually was as far as, uh, you know, how, how really good of a quarterback he was. But, you know, first couple, six, seven, eight years, you know, he didn't win a Super Bowl. Didn't have a lot of playoff success. So, you know, but he gets more grace now because obviously we know what he was able to do with his two Super Bowls. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I like the team. Just add a, add a big running back, you know, make that big pick in the draft, you know, get that, Mich- that Michigan running back, you know, maybe acquire one. Maybe you can get Derrick Henry for a discount since he's – just about done. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in next week because we got the Super Bowl coming up. See where all the all the chips lie. See what happens with the draft next or coming in a few months. Some exciting times coming up. All right. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to the Daily Sports Show Redo. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'll see you next time.